G'day and welcome to another episode of Six Points Coaching, the podcast. Our guest today is Simon Black, the absolute legend from Brisbane Lions. Uh, It was a pleasure to talk to him and today's episode is all about what's happening with the West Coast Eagles at the moment. They've been playing very poorly for a couple of seasons now, Um, but Simon, when he got to the Brisbane Lions, he won the wooden spoon in 1998, but then went on to obviously win three premierships very soon after. So he knows not only what it's like to be in a team that's really struggling, but maybe what is required to turn things around. So yes, strap yourselves in. It's going to be a good episode, and we're going to have a funny yarn at the end about some of his um, yeah funny stories about growing up in Perth. All right, well, I'm keen to hear a bit about, obviously, your experience when you came to Brisbane. They were struggling, and then history says, obviously, that they came back and were very powerful. Now, looking at the West Coast Eagles at the moment, how they're struggling, I suppose from your uh, expertise, how do you see, um, or what, what do you see the issues are there, and how do you see them having to fix it? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm just obviously looking very, very external from the other side of the country, and um, West Coast have been such a powerhouse for, for you know, really um, the whole entirety of their time in the competition, for my memory. Obviously, off the field, they're such a well-run club financially and um, great support and all the rest of it. It's the first time I've uh, ever seen them have two or three years of real, real ordinary footy. Oh, look, you know, it was a 218, they won the flag. They've gone backwards um, year on year from there, and the last couple has been really significant. You know, the leadership starts at the top. Um, there's no doubt about that. Great organisations are really well led from the top down. So, you know, within that, you know, the, if you look at the playing group, uh, how has that been uh, managed after their flag? There's a lot of talk, probably telling nothing you don't hear and see, but uh, around keeping players on the list for too long, you know, and, and not not re, um, refreshing the group in some respects, trading out, getting young talent in so forth. So I don't know the draft picks West Coast have got this year and next, but, you know, yeah. So, I mean, that was a lesson that we learned. We learned that, you know, we went for our fourth flag in 04, um, probably kept some players on the list that we probably shouldn't have, um, went all in. And when you go all in like that, you leave yourself exposed and open to um, falling off the cliff. And that's what's happened at West Coast. I thought the first year with COVID that hit them, um, for like they'll bounce back quickly or even halfway through the year. It didn't happen. And then another year this year, um, which has been non-competitive and woeful. Obviously, their fitness coach guy's gone. Had an incredible amount of injuries the last two years, so that, that certainly doesn't help. And, and that's probably, you know, that compounded it enormously. Um, they've got players on that, great premiership players. I look at it, I think they're really good players, but they just haven't been able to get out in the park. So, you know, it's it's amazing in footy how things can just compound interest <laughs> on top of each other. You know, it's uh, it's it's been horrible. I don't know how Simo's been able to get through it and not put his put away the white flag. He's, he's showed incredible resilience, hasn't he? Um, but look, yeah, I mean, there's many facets to it. With it, you're talking injuries, talking about the list management, um, obviously played a big part in it, and I've, I've, I've clearly got that wrong. So I've got lots of a very low base to work off. But you know, where there's where there's light, they'll um they'll find a way. They're a very proud club. You know, they, they've got great history within the competition, and you know, obviously Trevor Nisbet's the CEO for a long time, and he's got great experience. He's copied copied his whack. Whether he stays or not, I don't know, but he's got great experience and. 
they need to get their list right because um, they've got the best supporter base in the country um, from my, my experience. So if they can get their list and be competitive, because you go on that journey from non-competitive to competitive to a good side, really good side and a great side, they're way down the bottom at the moment. They just need to become competitive most weeks. And that 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 journey, that little journey, celebrating the little wins along the way, you know, celebrating those small, you know, not beaten by 15 goals, we're going to get beaten by six or eight. You know, that's a little win. <laughs> It's only a goal and a half a quarter. Um, so all those little things, you know. So that's, yeah, that's the journey. A bit of waffle there, but that's a journey that they're, they're going to go on, no doubt. Yeah, right. So and then, like, comparing it to the early days of your journey at Brisbane, can you speak a bit about what happened there in terms of the transition between, yeah, I suppose, wooden spoon era to premiership? The, the great thing with the Lions in that era, and it probably give a lot of people heart, is that, you know, we, we finished not last in 98 in my first year and the coach got sacked and um, then Lee turned up at the end of my first year. And from 98, finishing last, we made a preliminary final in Lee's first year. Um, so massive, massive spike up the ladder and largely a lot of that was from, you know, it was a um, largely the same playing list. Had a lot of guys injured in that 98 wooden spoon year. But we bought into, we really bought into playing our individual roles for the team. Um, as I said to you before, mate, Lee's coaching philosophy is around know your role, accept your role, perform your role, know, accept and perform and um, and don't. So what can happen in situations like, you know, West Coast are in is everyone starts looking external. Um, people start pointing the finger. Um, the blame game starts rather than just focusing solely on my little role for the team. Um, that's That's what is imperative when you're down the bottom of the ladder, um, just worrying about your getting your role done. Not just your role, you've got to help your teammates and so forth, but that blame game, that external looking outside and blaming others all the time, it's just a, it's a cancerous um, environment um, when that happens and, you know, something's got to combust for it to, you know, for it to change. So, um, you know, and, and and it's a grind when you're a top four side. You know, a season is a grind. Um, when you're not a top four side, you're down the bottom, it's a... Woody <laughs> ain't much fun. Um, so you've got to, and that's probably why I love one of the reasons Simo's, you know, he's a great, likable, humorous. Um, he used to run there Mad Mondays and footy trips in North Melbourne, I believe. And he's he's a you know, he's got a good sense of humor and things. And he's got a sharp footy brain, clearly, and and, and a sharp manner to him. But you know, you've you've got to drag yourself out of it and um and, and it starts with just continually to celebrate those small wins and trying to have a bit of a fun along the way, even though you're not getting much nourishment on the weekends. Yeah. And you mentioned the 2004 grand final saying that you kind of went all in. You still made it to a grand final though. So do you feel like there were, was it just, it came down to a, a one game like win or loss or did it, do you feel like that was the last game that a few blokes had in them and they were already spent? If there was a we just had a lot of we sure. just had a lot of injuries going into the game. Yeah, we just we um we had you know like Port Adelaide good on them, they were too good. So I think we're a better side. Yep, I certainly do. I think we're a better team than Port Adelaide, um, but we didn't get it done on the day. So yeah, they're the premiers row four, and we're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we just had a lot of um beating up bodies uh, late in that year after a massive three years prior campaigns, and um we we're just hanging on. I think the. The prelim final against Geelong the week earlier sort of showed that too. We're just just sort of hanging on and yeah, would have should have couldn't mate, but we just we weren't good enough on the day. Yeah, do you feel like so you were saying that pretty much post 04, 
everything else after that started um, dropping like no finals until 09. I suppose is that what uh, West Coast had done? The 2018 Premiership and then off the cliff? Is there similarities to you guys in that? Uh, look, yeah, perhaps. Um, you know, I think when you've had a few uh, years like West Coast have sort of had now that you can, the behavioural standards can can slip and drop and it all gets too hard. So being able to be really conscious of, you know, what, what, what we, what we value from standards and expectation behavior wise needs to be really strong and be really accountable with each other. Um, that, that was the shift with us in, in 01 when, um, we went on a 16 game winning streak and won our first premiership. We, we really started to become really strong with each tra- with each other and the player leadership group drove it. Um, they took ownership away from almost away from Lee, I felt I mean, a coach and really drove the stands within the playing group and, and really um, shifted the dynamic of what we're willing to stand for as, 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 as a group, started having the challenging conversations with each other um, around what we're willing to accept and things. Um, having follow-up conversations, you're really important, you know, on a, on a game, a game, it's like things happen really quick and things need to happen really quick. And the way we deliver the messages um, at times, it's an emotional game, heart rates are high, might not come out as as well as you like, really aggressive or you know um, over the top. So being able to have those follow up conversations is to not damage relationships is really important. Um, but yeah, the the, the play leadership groups so super important. They need to be that strong conduit between the coach and the rest of the playing group. Um, so the coach really needs that that leadership group to um to share the vision that you've got around what we're about, and and they need to drive it within the rest of the playing group. Yeah, cool, mate. Like- this is why I love talking to you. you. You talk about stuff that not only do we not understand from our perspective, but you explain it so that we can. So that's that's awesome, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, that was some awesome insight from Simon Black about the West Coast Seagulls. But the episode is not done yet. Since we're talking about the Perth team and Simon grew up in Perth, I thought let's finish it off with some chats we had later on in the conversation about him growing up in Perth. So. Yep, let's crack on to some of those funny stories. Before you got drafted, what was some of the mad stuff you got up to in Perth um, as a teenager? Yeah, and some stories around that, if you got any. Oh, yeah. I mean, as a kid, when I was about six, I remember being brought home in the back of a paddy wagon. Um, <laughs> we lived in Bribber Lake, and it was it was a new suburb. And some, you know, our mates, my brother, a bit older my brother, and his mates or whatever, we went down and we started throwing rocks at these trains. And now they weren't they weren't passenger trains; they were, um, you know, cargo coal trains or whatever coming up from more north or south. I don't know it was, but anyway, the um, I remember the police came and they um, they just gave us a lift home, and and so that was a bit of a I thought that was a bit of a record. I'm not sure how many people from the age of six have got a lift home in the back of paddy wagon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, was there any go-to spots around Perth for you or go-to holiday or family holiday spots? Um, obviously, you like your surfing. WA's got some good surf spots. What was your, your go-tos? Yeah, like yeah, right. a lot of people love down south. Um, love that, that coastline. Great memories of surfing down there throughout my teenage years. Um, surfed in Leighton, Leighton Beach. Um, you're free there a lot um, as a kid too. It's amazing that seemed we had a lot more surf in Perth when I was growing up in the, in the 90s then um I don't know if you get get as regular surf these days but yeah I don't know um so yeah I mean that WA coastline I tell everyone um I'll always be a sandgraper always be a WA boy um it's close to my heart and I was back there at Christmas New Year time and 
we're down south and it's it's a special special place yeah love it um miss it and try to get back there regularly yeah and did you have any um levers experience at dunsborough or lancelin growing up in yeah, the did. 90s i'm sure you would have had a you know something happening there yeah we did both we did i think we did rotto first did levers in rotto first and i remember sleeping on the beach and yeah, it was. I mean, you're only 17. You probably well, you shouldn't probably be drinking, should you? Legally, but we we all did, and um and learning to <laughs> learning your young body to handle alcohol wasn't uh, wasn't a pretty thing. <laughs> um and then we then we for some reason went down to Margaret River. Um we thought we'd double up. Um so we did that, and but that was good. That was more sort of surfing and bit bit tamer. But um, geez, the Rotto Pub was was wild for the 1997 levers <laughs> for sure. I remember that. Yeah, there you go. That's hilarious. Thanks again to Simon for coming on for a chat. Really appreciated it. And his insight is always valuable. Stay tuned for the future episodes though. They're going to be super valuable. We're going to be chatting in detail about what the forwards need to do to make it easy for a midfielder to kick it to them efficiently so they can obviously get more goals on their stat sheet. But also we're going to talk about like how does Blackie suggest you wedge your opponent under the ball when you're going into a stoppage as a midfielder? How do you get yourself into a better position and hopefully get more touches and use them effectively? Remember guys, please like and subscribe and please share it with people that you know who love footy or want to get better at the game. These episodes are all about providing that kind of information to the junior athletes out there. So yeah, send it to them, get them listening and hopefully they can start uh, seeing the results come if they put the work in to apply what um, people like Simon share on the show. Thanks again guys, have a good week, see you later.